Well, good morning. Good morning. Good, morning. good to see each and every one of you. Good to share this beautiful Charleston morning with you. Uh, yes. No other place I'd rather be on the Sabbath. Right. That's right. To spend it with and giving praise and honor to our God, That's the right. fellowship of saints. And, um, thankful to be here. I want to say thanks to the Charleston crowd yes. for hosting, or hand to hand crowd, sorry. So whichever. appreciate it. I appreciate you um, having this weekend. Uh, this is a beautiful thing, and each and every one that made an effort to come here. Um, yes. Pray that God will bless your efforts right, too. That's right. I believe that He already has. We had a great weekend, some great preaching last night. Yeah. Um, I don't. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm more comfortable back there in, in a supporting role. Uh, yeah. However, uh, I believe God has given me something yeah. and has blessed me so much. And as happen? always, I pray that He will uh, bless your hearts and, he and uh, feed your souls here this morning. Um, <clears throat> Uncle Leon, uh, Uncle Leon Stewart. Um, his last sermon, I believe, at camp meeting, he, he preached about a likeness to Christ. Yes, he did. I think he said LTC, I think it was. And he went on, and it was a beautiful sermon. I encourage you to go listen to it. He started to talk about Abraham and Moses and on down those things. And those people are associated with that, right. and rightfully so. Abraham, Moses, Joshua, uh, David. Right. <clears throat> I think there's one more that um, needs to be added to that list, and that's uh, Boaz. Um, yeah. And if, yeah. if you'll allow me, I'll try to right. communicate that that's here right. this morning. Um, <clears throat> but I thought about in the book, and that story is found in the book of Ruth. And Ruth was a Moabite, and yes. I try to take I try to take a couple minutes here to explain that she just wasn't a foreigner. Um, she was an enemy. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> and it goes way back, and, and <clears throat> I don't know if most of y'all are familiar with that, but um, the people of Moab came from from Lot with yeah, an inappropriate yeah, relationship that he had. And yeah. if you remember that story about Lot, that's a different sermon where he pitched his tent yeah. towards Sodom. Yes, right. he did. And that's yeah. where his life went downhill. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> but Abraham uh, chose the, the old water hills. No, he chose the, the old hell side. Anyway, yeah. so what we have here is it was kind of, it started out as uh, kind of cursed from the beginning, right? This, this child, Moab. Um, <clears throat> and then it comes on down through time and... Uh, we kind of hear about the, the country of, of Moab in Numbers. And if you're all familiar with that, there was a king named Balak. And he tried to hire a prophet named Balaam to curse the children of Israel. Right. Tried three times unsuccessfully to do so. Right. And that I familiar scripture, that last time when he's standing up on that hill looking down yeah. at Israel, yeah. when they had everything in order, they had the tabernacle and the priests surrounding yeah. it, and all the tents. Oh, and he said, beautiful. how goodly are thy tents, are Jacob, and thy tabernacles, O Israel. That's right. And God provided for them. Well, yeah, because yeah. of that, they had a curse. We find that in Deuteronomy chapter 23. Yeah. This all has a point. Y'all bear with me. And it says, And an Ammonite and a Moabite shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. No. Even to in. the tenth generation shall they not enter into the congregation of the Lord forever. Because they met you not with bread and with water in the way when he came, out, came forth out of Egypt. And because they hired against thee Balaam, the son of Beor, of Pethor, of Mesopotamia, to curse thee. Yeah. Nevertheless, the Lord thy God would not hearken unto Balaam, but the Lord thy God turned the curse into a blessing unto thee, because the Lord thy God loveth thee. So because of that, now Moab has a curse over him. And on, on down through time, it just got worse for the land of, of Moab. They continually rejected God. They continually uh, served other idols. And they had this one God that they would offer child sacrifices to. So eventually, God had enough of that. Right. And so what I'm trying to explain here is Moab represents humanity. Yeah. Yes, you guys were born into, we all were born into a curse that yeah, we had right. nothing oh, yeah. to do with. Yeah. And then because of that, we, we 
go is evident in the world today. You start looking at other idols beside God. And That's maybe right. some here have actively chosen to disobey God and turn their backs on God. And then there is God's righteous judgment that is going is hanging over you. And That's because right. of that, this land of Moab, and it begins on, I think, Isaiah, Jeremiah, yes, Ezekiel, even right. Amos said that there's this judgment coming. Yeah, God right. is tired of your wicked ways. Yeah. Right. Keep in mind, they had plenty of time to turn from yeah, those oh, wicked ways. Of Generations, Generations of years. Right. So this just wasn't God being yeah. cruel. But if God is a righteous God, He has to have righteous judgment. Yeah. That's right. So if you choose not to serve God, there will come righteous judgment. That's and that's right. not God being cruel. That is God being just. That's right. So over here in Isaiah... In the first chapter, he says all of this evil stuff is going to come to Moab. Yeah, go on later. But in the 56th chapter, That's right. there's hope. That's I'd right. like to read that with you. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Keep ye my judgment and do justice. Yep. For my salvation is near to come, and my righteousness to be revealed. That's right. Blessed is the man that doeth this, and the son of man that layeth hold upon it, that keepeth the Sabbath Keep from polluting it, and keepeth his hand from doing evil. Now remember, Moab had a curse, and because of that, um, I maybe didn't read that. They could not enter into the yep. congregation of Israel. Right. Therefore, they were outside of the covenant of God. They cannot right. partake in the, the the sacrifices and the rituals that the Israelites right. had. Never. But here, yeah. but Isaiah is given some hope. Yeah, he's given some hope. <clears throat> Neither let the son of the stranger no. that hath joined himself to the Lord speak, saying, The Lord hath utterly separated right. me from his people. Neither let that eunuch say, Behold, I am a very dry tree. Right. Skipping on down to the sixth verse. Also the sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Lord yeah. to serve him and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants, every one every that one. keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it That's and taketh right. hold of my covenant, even yeah. them will I bring right. to the holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. That's right. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted yes. upon mine altar, for mine house shall be called a house of prayer That's for right. all people. For all people. Yeah. The Lord God, which gathereth the outcasts of Israel, saith, Yet will I gather others to him yeah. beside those that are gathered That's unto right. him. So right. that is talking about those nations that were not the Israelites. Right. Right. Gentiles, yeah. like you yeah. and I, are now have a way in yeah. if yeah. you turn from your yeah, way. Right. All right, so That's right. we go back to the chap we go back to Ruth here. And so um, I try to be quick with this. It's a long story. Most of y'all are familiar with it. There's a man named Elimelech that there's a, a famine in Israel. And he leaves. There's another sermon. He leaves his land and yeah, goes to the enemy land there. because there's food over there. And then he takes his two sons. He takes his wife, Naomi. After a period of time, Elimelech dies and his two sons die. Well, at, during that time, his two sons married two Moabite women, uh, Opa, Op, uh, Orpah, thank you, <laughs> Oprah. Orpah and Ruth. Right. And so... Uh, they, the sons die, the husband dies, the, you have three widows in a hopeless situation. And um, like Brother Gary preached the other night uh, about the prodigal son, Naomi kind of came to her senses and said, I'm going back home yeah. where I belong. That's right. <clears throat> so she has this conversation with her two daughters. And she's like, I'm, I'm going back home. Why don't you stay here with your family, with your gods, with your culture? Yeah. And both of them at first said, no, we want to go with you. Right. But then Orpah decided to, to go yeah. with her other guys. And even it even says that here in the first chapter. Um, uh, I can't find it now. Um, the, 15th, the 15th verse of the first chapter. So I feel like some here have had that experience that you like sanctification not quite enough. You don't want to make that commitment. So 
Um, this is Naomi talking to her two daughter-in-laws, and it says, um, talking about her, this is Ruth now that she's speaking to, talking about Orpah. This is Naomi saying, and she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back into her people unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And then, of course, this is the familiar scripture that Ruth. Yeah. But that's the last time we hear about Orpah. That's right. She yeah. went to her that's other right. gods. Her story ended, yeah. probably right. under righteous judgment. Yeah. And Ruth's story is just beginning. Yeah. So yeah. you hear that beautiful story and this, you know, right. entreat me not to leave thee or turn from following after thee. Whether thou goest, I will go. Whether thou allowest, I will God. Thy people should be my people. Thy God, my God. Yeah. That right there is going back to Isaiah. If someone would turn from their wicked ways and accept God, then they will be accepted of me. Right there, the fate of Ruth changed forever. She's not in Israel yet. She's still in her homeland. But at that point, she said, I'm going. I want what she's... And Naomi was living a life that was so attractive to these two young women that they were thinking one of them was almost sold. But it wasn't quite there yet. She returned to other God, but Ruth was sold. And for right there, and let me explain something to you. So they go back to Israel, and, and there's, at that time, there's the barley harvest. So there's, there's plenty of food. These are two hungry, destitute widows. And I want to say, as soon as you turn your face towards God, God will start to, let me, let me rephrase that. God doesn't always, God is not continually working things out in your life. Like, oh, he didn't do what I told him today, so let me work out this situation. That is not so. God has made a way for your life. You need to get out of your way and get in the path, and your life will be blessed. The path is already there. It's already worked out. And so when Ruth decided to do that, she hung on to Naomi and said, your God's going to be my God. Her path was laid out, and all she had to do was follow that. So in the the very familiar scripture, in the second chapter is so beautiful. And, um, man, God help me to get through all this but yeah, you're all right. they come into the, the back into the land and so here is as uh, Ruth and again she's not just a stranger she is an enemy and this yes. is in the time yeah. of judges where the curse of Moab is strong God, right she should not have been yeah. even welcome into that area so she's not just a helpless stranger she is an enemy of of god by god not by israel this was a commandment by god that these people were not to be accepted but he also said if they turn their hearts toward me then they'll be accepted so she comes into this land um and and here's another thing i want to say she took action yes she did so this way is not uh, laborious. It's not hard, but it takes action. Yeah. If she would have went to Naomi's house and just sat there in a chair waiting for Boaz to come to her, it would have never happened. She went out to the field and started gleaning. Um, and then, so then she notices that. And then the fourth, so I'm in the second chapter of Ruth, the fourth verse. And it says, Behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then Boaz Unto his servant that was set over the reapers, said, "Who is who is this? Whose damsel is this?" I want to point out something else here. I hope I'm not losing y'all. There is no description of Ruth. We don't know her hair color. We don't know her eye color. We don't know if she was pretty. We don't know if she was not pretty. We don't know if she was skinny or tall or big. We don't know anything of that. All we know is her character. That's right. Man looketh on the outside, but God looketh on the heart. That's all we know. So Boaz is is seeing that, and it says, um, and the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, is this the 
it is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning unto now that she tarried a little in the house. So she put forth the effort all day long, gleaning a foreigner, an enemy, looks different, talk different, dress different, is gleaning in the fields with these other people. And just what, you know, happened to be in the time of the barley harvest, happened to be in the fields of Boaz? No, this was divine intervention by God because she set her heart towards God. Um, And then, um, so then the likeness of of God that Boaz has is he reaches out towards the outcast. Yes, he does. He had no um, obligation to offer what he's about to offer to Ruth. He could have, by law, kicked her out, probably done some more awful things to her. God has no right no obligation to reach right. out towards humanity, no, right. yet he is doing that. Even today, that is grace. He's extending mercy and grace towards all humanity. And this is what Boaz does to him. Um, and then Boaz said unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? This is such beautiful scripture here, folks. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from thence, but abide here fast by my maidens. And someone once told us that um, sheep, when they lay in the field, when they're laying down in the field, they're, they're not tired or they're not sick. It's because they feel no threat, they feel security, yeah. and they're fed. Right. Remind me of the scripture, the Lord is my shepherd, yeah. I shall not That's want. Right. He maketh me Need to, to lie, lie down yeah. in green pastures. That's not right. forcefully, but because I am secure, right. but I am fed, I am satisfied, right. I am laying down. He leads right. me beside the still Amen. waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And yea, that will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Some people might think that's death, but I think it's walking through this dead world right now. I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Thy God, thy, thy, thy rod and thy staff shall comfort me. Not the things of the world. Not education. Not vocation. Not money. Thy rod and thy staff shall comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of of mine enemy. Why? Because the devil's defeated. You don't have to fear the devil. You can eat in the presence of the, of the devil with no fear. Um, how's the rest of that go? Sorry. Thou anointest my head with oil. He will anoint you with the Holy Ghost fire. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. How long? All the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So stay in the field. Glean in the field. I feel like others are gleaning in in other people's fields and wondering why you're not satisfied. God will not guarantee protection in all these things that He's about to list in other fields. Stay in the fields of God and you will be satisfied. So we find here that um, we see why that he's saying to stay in the field. And this is, again, a likeness to Christ. So he says, um, Then Boaz said unto Ruth, Hearest thou, my daughter, go not to glean another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. So God offers community. Then he goes on. This is Boaz offering community with the maidens. So now Ruth, the stranger, has friends. Yeah. <clears throat> Ninth verse, let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, 
go into the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. So now she's got community. Now she's got protection. Now she's got water. She's got food and water. God provides all of that. If you glean in his field, he will provide community. He will provide protection from the devil. And he will provide, I've thought about that scripture, um, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That's right. And then, so then God is, is offering... Uh, he reaches out to the outcast, says, to stay in my field, I'll provide for you. And then the tenth verse is how we all should react to God's outpouring of mercy and grace. Yep. And as Boaz strengthens the weak here, he's given strength to this, this Ruth, this enemy. God also offers strength to us. Yep. So the tenth verse is, then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground. Yes. Reminded me of what uh, Brother Gary was talking about with the prodigal son and how he came back to his father's house. Right. Um, and said unto them, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing yeah, I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It has been fully shewed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband. And listen to this, and how thou hast left thy father yes. and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knowest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord of God of Israel, under whose wings thou hast come to trust. So in order to glean in God's field, you have to leave father and mother, the land of your nativity, all those other gods, all those things, forsaking all, and, and um, pressing to, coming to God. That's right. Uh, then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for thou hast comforted me, and for thou hast, spoke, thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid. Though I am not like unto thee of thine, though I be not like unto one of thine handmaids. <clears throat> so this is the fourteenth verse here. So Boaz, as Christ does, reaches out to the outcast. Says to glean my field, offers protection, offers community, offers food. <clears throat> he satisfies. Amen. Then we have to accept that. Um, I'm not saying that right, brother, uh, brother Chris. There, we accept it of him, but. <clears throat> we have to take hold of that. That's what, yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. So once we do, once we come humbly to him and say, I need your mercy, I'm dependent upon it, this 14th yeah. verse, God provides communion. Listen yes, to this. Yes. It says, And Boaz said unto her, At mealtime, yeah, meal come thou hither, right. and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. So he didn't send her off in a corner. No. Where all the other, you know, outcasts were. You're now dining at my table. My food at my table. That's right. That's the communion of God that my brother Gary was talking about last night. We, that's what we're. We're not talking about religion. We are talking about relationships. That's right. You can have relationship with the God of heaven, but it's that communion. You have to come humbly and you have to abide in His field. And then He will bless you abundantly above all that you ask or think. Listen to these next verses. And when she was risen up to glean. Uh, Boaz commanded his young man saying let her glean even among the sheaves and yeah. approach her not and let some fall also and let fall also some of the handfuls on purpose for her <clears throat> and leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not so she gleaned in the field unto even and beat out that what she had gleaned and it was about an ephah of barley yeah. a lot I don't know the exact but then she took it home <clears throat> to Naomi and was blessed so now she has in the field, she was gleaning all day. She was filled, had enough to take home. Now she's blessing her household. 
God will restore your life and then bless your life and then it will bless your marriage. It will bless your household. It will bless you at work. Wherever you go, if the Lord's in the center of that, He will start blessing other things. It is not just contained to us. The blessings will flow everywhere. And um, and then so Naomi, there's... I'll try to wrap this up here. So then Naomi says... <clears throat> there's there's one more thing that now. you need to do. So then Naomi says, "Hey, you got to go ask for essentially ask Boaz to marry you." And here's another thing. <clears throat> so <clears throat> there's a sanctifi- there's conversion and sanctification. We preach that. There's yes, a forgiveness of sins, and there's one more step that you have to make that involves that communion with Christ. Yeah, you got to ask for it. But you have to ask for it. Yeah. She had to go seek out Boaz. The offer was there. Boaz didn't reject her, but he wasn't going to come to her house. Right. And someone, I think it was Brother Rye that would just, just quote that scripture. He's standing at the door and not. Yeah. You have to open that door. Yeah. So Naomi tells right. Ruth to go and basically uh, propose to Boaz and say, you know, please take care of me from now on. Yeah. And it's this, I won't get into it, but it's this ritual that she yeah. asked and he threw his, the corner of his cloak over her saying that I will, that I will protect yeah. you. Yeah. Then he goes on. Yes, he <clears throat> then he goes to the elders of the city there. Right. Still one more step that has to be there done. Yeah. <clears throat> so he has to go, how to say this, he has to go, sounds bad, he has to go purchase Ruth. But what he does is he's, he's buying up the land that was Naomi's, and he's taking responsibility. And by that, with all those witnesses around, he says, I vouch for Ruth. She is mine. She is going to be my wife. So she changed, he changed the identity of Ruth, this outcast, this enemy of Israel. Now he made her a fellow citizen of Israel. She's no longer an outcast. She's no longer a Moabite after that day. She is now the wife of of Boaz, and she's a citizen of Israel. And Jesus Christ, when he died on that cross, he purchased you. He paid the price for you, and he changed your identity. He can change your identity from that of a sinner to that of a sanctified person. And we sing a song that says, um, I turned it down this this, this time so I wouldn't forget it. Um, Thank you. I once was an outcast, a stranger Stranger. on earth, a sinner sinner by choice, and an alien alien by birth. But I've been adopted. My name's written down, an heir to salvation, a robe, and a crown. So those of you who, I pray that you realize your need, that your need of mercy, and you're like Ruth, and you, you feel like you're an enemy of God. But if you don't, I pray that God will open your eyes and realize that you are an enemy of God. That's right. But that there is hope. And just like Boaz offered grace and mercy to Ruth, Christ offers grace and mercy to you. And just as Boaz draped his his cloak over over Ruth there saying, I will protect you. The blood of Jesus Christ can cover you and sustain you. And just as uh, Boaz changed the identity of Ruth from an enemy to a a citizen of Israel, so Jesus Christ can change your identity to sinner, to join heirs with Jesus Christ. So we want to pray this morning. This is why we're here. You know, this is great. I love the fellowship. The meetings be good, but we want to have prayer. So if anyone here this morning wants to change their identity, wants to change their identity from being a sinner to a a join heir with Jesus Christ, we want you to come down. So while the congregation stands, let's sing a song and let's have prayer this morning.